go. Yeah, you ready to start it? Yeah, let's just start it. <sighs> Alrighty. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Doobie Talk, episode number two. Today, last episode, we kind of talked about my backstory and uh, starting the high rise and all that stuff. Uh, so today, we're actually going to kind of dive into Derek's uh, history, I guess you could say. Um, so for those of you that aren't familiar with Derek, um, he's actually been a professional skateboarder for the last five years, 10 years, how long? Um, 2012, I think 2012, I turned pro. So about five or six years. Um, and he's got a lot of crazy stories. He's been, he's traveled the world, like everywhere you can imagine. Um, lots of crazy stories and lots of cool stuff to talk about. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Also kind of talk about like how, um, like me and Derek met and like how Derek uh, became part of working with the high rise and kind of like transitioning from skateboarding to weed and all that fun stuff. So that's kind of what we got on the agenda for you guys today. Um, so yeah, we just got back from uh Kushstock festival this weekend for any of those of you that went and saw that it was pretty dope two chains concert and what twenty five thousand people yeah, or something like i think up. i saw like, like the ticket count they posted on instagram was like twenty six thousand plus people um it was a lot of people it was super cool i mean it looked like all the the buildings that the buildings that we were supposed to set up in um both of them filled up by the time we got there so we couldn't even be where we were planning to be but it was sick because we just kind of just kind of made our own fucking yeah it was a sick zone we, there's like yeah. a little pathway coming from this sick pond that everybody kind of just chills and relaxes at and they get too faded and there's this little pathway coming out the corner that we set up on and it was sick um a lot of good response saw some people wearing high-rise stuff yeah a lot of uh, a couple of you guys said you guys already saw the show which is fucking nuts it was like that was pretty crazy believe that <laughs> yeah like next day shit crazy yeah, um, um derek saved someone's life a couple people took too many dabs and one homie was literally like passed out or what he's like laying down like in the middle of the road in the middle of the street where everybody's walking like looked like he's gonna die derek had to go and revive him with some horchata <laughs> up with that horchata yeah and then there's this other homie he's like big another dude right behind yeah. us almost that dude was about us. to faint he was like covered in sweat like just dripping with sweat <laughs> big ass dude big black dude so like six sweaty. six looks like a straight athlete and he was just we turned around behind our booth and he's like on his ass in the grass like this like his eyes are like he's like tripping um you can tell he's like about to go out so he like kind of got him against his tree in the shade and i like <laughs> i like stopped at the store on the way because you know it's gonna be like 95 degrees and you don't know if you're gonna end up taking too many dabs or hit too many backwoods <laughs> passes you or whatever so i always like stop and like to bring snacks just to kind of like bring your blood sugar level back up you know you're like tripping you can't talk you're a little too stoned and then like so i had some snacks i handed homie this like little fruit bar kind of like Revived brought it back him. to life a little bit but <laughs> i've had an i've had it maybe like four times where i've been out and like had like two beers maybe smoked a spliff like whatever and just ended up fucking fainting <laughs> like in public out camping at a halloween but like the worst times the yeah. worst times possible that's happened we can go into that in like another show that could be like a whole nother fucking show but <laughs> all the places Derek's passed dude, out just in. straight fainted like and i like learned a lot about my body since then and kind of like know how my body reacts to certain things but yeah um 
that can be another episode. Saving but. people left and right at the Kushtak Festival, so. But it was sick. We had Mr. Weedy got out there. Mr. Weedy, yeah, we'll have some, maybe some footage or some photos or something up for Mr. Weedy. We had him, like, out in the crowd throwing out hats and stickers and shaking hands and kissing babies and, like, yeah. just all that shit was pretty dope. Um, yeah, 2 chains was cool, and then. What did you do yesterday? Shit, yesterday, just, dude, I was so fucking tired yesterday. I don't know why. Like, we came here to try to run some hats and just get some embroidery stuff done, and. I just could not get myself going. I went. We ended up leaving here at like three, and I just went home and passed out on my couch for like four hours. Dude, like, we had like a fourteen-hour day on Saturday. And just so hot, and just like just, it was just, just like, like drains the life out of you. Like it's cool. Like, like we're it's still like grassroots organic. It's just like me, you, and Nelson going yeah. to this event and just like setting up the booth, selling the merch, talking to our fucking customers, and like vibing out with the community. And then we fucking throw Mr. Weedy on, and then like. We do the weedy thing for yeah, a couple we got, like, hours. We got a lot done in like, a short amount of time. Just it was three, cool. three people went down there, and we just did it guerrilla style. And like, we don't fucking really hire people. We just like yeah, like we go and just do it shit. ourselves. And it's dope because we get to talk to our customers. And like, some girl came up with a high rise shirt on, and I'm like, here, you get a free hat. Another girl came up, and she's like, oh, I watched you guys' podcast. Here, you get a free hat. Like, if you fuck with us, we fuck with you. So that's kind of like, like we like going to these events and like meeting you guys and like hooking people up with stuff and like. We always do sales and like hand out stickers and giveaways and just try to like interact with our yeah it's super fun man yeah um, it was dope so it was cool yeah it was like a 14 hour day by the time yeah, we long long day, left the, and we got there late like yeah. left the office fucking yeah. drive an hour and a half come back yeah. um and then i went yesterday i went back out to the oh, you went skating and huh? skated all day yeah so i was just like yeah we just kicked it there all day it was like 95 degrees like yeah, in so the sun hard. with like two car fulls of people it seemed like more of it was so fun yeah like got hella footage you got footage i didn't get any footage no, I, I filmed hella <laughs> shit i got a vlog on uh skate for like all i need it's like board company out of the east coast my friend anthony shetler's board company and i put out a vlog once a month and it's kind of like just more of like a montage of like shit that i have going on during the month like, like you're always out skating with like fucking whoever all these random pros and shit so you like kind of film like behind the scenes type of shit so it's kind of cool to like see the other side of it like yeah exactly and like or your home or, our, or one of our other filmers shane he's like a super sick filmer he films a lot of pro skaters like cody mcintyre and descent who, who else yeah he, he like uh he like edited and fil like he filmed he filmed and edited right? a lot of the red dragon video he filmed like cody mcintyre's last thrasher part t1000 part yeah he's done a lot of shit so he helps us here at high rise he's the we're, this is his camera we're borrowing he a lot of the super epic footage that you see on our videos, um, it's by our friend Shane. Super HD slow-mo. Yeah, his Instagram is uh, at darn Shane, if you guys ever want to see Bunch like, of cool super skate sick footage. skate footage and shit. Um, yeah, uh, my weekend, your weekend, watch the fights, that was fucking watch sick. Watch the fights, there's a couple of good fights, yeah. We got to see, like, after we left Kushstock, we were going to go watch the fights um, at some pool hall. And, uh... We ended up. There's the Mac Dizzle Daily Interruption right on time. Okay, well, since I'm in here, I'm missing hats and I don't know where you put them. Alright, well, we'll figure it out when I'm done. <laughs> so, Every time, never fails. <laughs> yeah, right. Thought I had better placement on the filming in progress <laughs> sign today. But, alright, so. Um, yeah, so shit, let's get into it. Um, so, today, we're gonna talk kind of about Derek's. Uh, skateboarding career. and if you hear like humming and shit in the background it's because we have like three or four embroidery machines in the back we just got a new 15 head it's pretty loud we're and working on soundproofing the back wall there yeah. but 
in the next. In the meantime, we can't have the machine stop running, unfortunately. Yeah. So. So for the next week or two, we're gonna deal with that. You might hear some like screens getting washed. <laughs> so it's always something going on here in yeah, the background of high rise. Interruptions. <laughs> Nonstop. Machinery. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So I guess we'll just kind of start from the beginning and like, kind of give us the background, like on like how you got into skateboarding, like why you started skateboarding and kind of like that whole background. I like got into skating, I was probably like 13 years old. Like I grew up playing basketball a lot. It's on a bunch of different teams. Um, that was like my thing. That's, I was like in like honors classes and played basketball and my, uh, my path was kind of to be maybe like academic scholar, get maybe somehow pull out like a academic scholar fucking uh, scholarship. Scholarship. Just didn't go to college. Yeah. Academic scholarship to probably like a division four school and like sit on the bench because I'm a five foot nine Japanese kid. <laughs> so, um, seventh grade I got into skateboarding, like <coughs> skated and played basketball. Eighth grade got like more into skateboarding, like a lot of kids in my school were doing it, and it, I don't know, I was just like feeling it. And then uh, broke my arm the week after eighth grade, and was like, all right, well. I'm gonna play basketball and skating is just like a phase or whatever and then I end up going through my freshman year like honors classes fucking sports all this shit and I was just super super depressed and I don't know what it was I just recently realized like I guess when you undergo surgery and you get put under or if you um, deal with like head trauma one of the symptoms or the the side effects is depression and i just realized this past couple weeks that i had surgery from when i had surgery when i broke my arm the year after i was like miserable and i don't know what it was i just would go to school and i'd come home and i just go to sleep and i just didn't want to do shit now i'm starting to realize like it's because i broke my arm probably the after effect the effects of going under yeah. for surgery um but yeah so i was super depressed and by the end of the year i went skating with my homie and I hadn't skated in like a year and it was so, I was so stoked. It, it made me happy for like the first time in a year. Like brought you out of your Yeah, it brought me out of my depression. Yeah. And, I, and I, I made the change. I was like, yo, this, that's it. Like I talked to my parents. They had taken me like SAT classes when I'm in like seventh grade and shit. Like looking for colleges is like in middle school, you know? And I was like, sorry, but. I want to skate. I want to skate. I don't yeah. want to go through honors classes anymore. Like following the footsteps of my sister. Fucking. So I just, that was it. I dropped out of honors classes, dropped out of sports, and was like, this is it. And I just skated my ass off and had some friends. By, by the time I was in high school, there's probably like a handful of us that skated. Everybody quit skating. They're like getting cars and like trying to fuck chicks or go to parties or whatever, and I still loved it. So skated with my one handful of friends in high school and ended up getting on like a, a board shop called Beach Bums board shop or whatever it was in anaheim hills you know yeah. beach bums yeah and from there it was just so was, your first sponsor was how old 13 14 or, or you said I high school like you're 15. a little older. 15 yeah because i like did it skate my freshman year that went like skated every single day this summer going into sophomore year that after that it was just on somewhere in sophomore year at this point i was like grinding the tops of tables grinding mini tables and learning some pretty basic shit. Was there a shit. time when like kind of like all your homies were like damn you're fucking getting good and you're like kind of ahead of all of your friends or were you kind of always Dude, all at the same skill level? It was weird like I, I had my group of friends that I skated with in high school and 
we had this a super sick crew of dudes and it was weird we like all had our own shit it was like i could do some stuff but then my homie was learning like big spin front boards like, and cavalario front boards shit, on yeah. flat bars and then we you know we, we yeah. took a trip out to santa barbara to skate these little handrails that were tiny there's like these famous handrails they're not there anymore but you couldn't even sack it on these rails they're so small we were like 16 years old 17 years old and we drove two and a half hours to go skate these rails and you couldn't even fucking sack it on these rails and my one friend front boarded it yeah and like we were just board siding it yeah, so, yeah. so i had friends that were definitely better but yeah. by the time i got to senior year which is weird because like i rode for a shop just because i was more into it so i was like going to more skate shops and being you know like more like, in the scene and yeah more active, i was a nerd yeah. i watched every video a hundred thousand times just skate nerd full skate nerd there was only like four videos that would come out a year so you would study them you know yeah you'd wait for those to drop exactly like, oh my god the premieres in two weeks like the baker premiere the whatever yeah you get your heads all that shit you train yeah. with your hobies you make vhs tapes and uh so yeah that i was a little bit more into it than my friends and we got to senior year and they uh they kind of all just started smoking weed yeah. and I, I always really wasn't That's smoking sense. weed I was just kind of determined to I just had a real passion and I watched all them just slowly it wasn't even slowly dude I feel like it was in the span of like two months they were just over it yeah and at that point that's when I was like maybe I was starting to skip you know progress a little just bit more past them to, yeah, and yeah. then at that point it was like my senior year I had to really make friends with people outside from other cities because there was maybe like three to five kids at every school that skated. Because all the skaters at your school were all burnt out or they're all on to, to yeah, they're on to the next things. shit. Yeah. So I would meet people that are a little bit younger, people that are older, people from different cities, people from like an hour away, and then like that's what's so dope about skateboarding too. It's because it's like same like same exact thing with me. Like junior senior year, like everybody starts smoking weed and doing drugs, and like I wasn't into any of that. Like I didn't even start smoking weed until I was a senior. That's Which is crazy. Shit. Like I didn't even like weed at all. Like, and all the and all the kids that I skated with all were just after school smoking weed and drinking. And I'm like, I'm gonna go film. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna go fucking to La Habra or fucking Lawndale or like, or like some random city and go film with like my homie from Berkeley and my homie from fucking Tus. You know what I mean? Yeah. From just exactly. like different like. We're like you're like, like similar. you're like fourteen or fifteen, and you're hopping in my car, and I'm like yeah, eighteen. Exactly. And then we're like, going to fucking L.A. from Orange County. Meanwhile, everybody that's your age is like looking for the party. Like drinking out a beer behind the fucking Delta. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was super cool. So that was that was the kind of the time like senior year. I was over it. You know, I kind of got out of school like after lunch or whatever, and I was just over it dude i was yeah. so i was bummed again man because i yeah. had to be in school my parents wouldn't let me homeschool like going into senior year is when like shit was starting to click like going into senior year i was like kind of starting to get hooked up by board comp by city star skateboards and action footwear i had met the team manager became super good friends with him he was taking me to demos sitting in the van next to fucking kevin long before he was spanky and p rod and mikey taylor and like riding for all the same companies as these dudes and like going on going to demos on the weekend uh, over the summer before senior year. Yeah. So then I'm like trying to convince my mom, like, yo, let me homeschool. Like <laughs> yeah. Spanky actually told me in the van about homeschool. And I was like, what? And like, yeah. they're all doing this shit. And I was like trying to convince my mom. But since I was on that path of an early age of like honors and supposed to go to university and stuff, she was like, I'm not letting you fucking graduate from it. She's like, I'm not going to go in some van and skate. Like, you yeah. need to go take She's the fucking like, SAT. It's yeah, like, she, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, so even though I was like, dude, I'm going to community college and I'm not going to, like, I'm, you know, yeah. getting 
A's and B's in like non-honors class. I'm not trying shit. I'm not going to college. Yeah. Like university. Yeah, yeah. She still wouldn't let me graduate from it. Uh, independent studies which still would have been like a high school mm -hmm. so that was my senior year I would just go to school miserable get out at noon and then just drive fucking 30 miles away to go meet up with people to go skate yeah or a, and at this point yeah. are you like fi like filming video parts or like just kind of going to demos with the guys or like what's that kind of vibe like? at this at this point I'm like trying to just get as good as I can at skateboarding and I'm trying to film and I'm trying to like put together footage. So this is obviously pre-internet. I'm talking, this is like this is what 1990, this is 2000, 2001. So, so there's just, no Instagram or Snapchat yeah. or yeah. This is when people filmed actual video parts and then you waited three years for them to drop exactly. it and shit. They weren't uploading it to Instagram. Yeah, and a lot of people weren't even filming. So to get sponsored back in the day, you either had to just meet somebody, which even being from Orange County, I was in the backyard of the skateboarding industry, like it was, Repeating LA and hard, yeah, so you know, it's, so it's easier, but still, like, I'm in the fucking not in the mix because I'm some fucking kid in Orange Hills. But, uh, so you'd have to meet people, you'd film video, you'd film sponsor videos, and then you'd have to meet these people and give it to them firsthand, or you'd have to, like, ride to a shop. Maybe a shop had your shop's buyer had a good relationship, which I wrote for, like, these surf skate shops so they didn't really have like <laughs> yeah. you know i think they didn't understand the people at the shops didn't understand how sponsoring they didn't understand the dynamic of it yeah exactly so there's a, some specific core shops that understood and could help you out but so i don't know you have to get your foot in the door by filming video parts and meeting people nowadays you can fucking just get anybody's email or you can tag just some you can do DM a crazy them. ass trick on instagram you can just tag every fucking pro skater team manager or whatever like back in the day nobody knew who knew who team managers were yeah, now, now every day does something gnarly it's reposted 72 yeah. times in the first 24 hours and everybody's seen it <laughs> you know what i mean it's crazy like back then it wasn't like that at all like like even like like when we would film like we do tricks and like we'd like keep it a secret and shit because nobody's gonna know like until the video comes out. You that know was what I mean? a big. That was that's interesting. That's super interesting. The yeah. dynamic of that. Like back in the day, like tricks. If somebody did a trick, you'd have to keep that. You, like, you don't tell your homies what you did. You, you don't even tell your own homies that you shit. hang out with every yeah. single day. Kevin did that to me, dude. Yeah. He did all these tricks. Switchboard said this handrail. Switch notes said this handrail. Didn't say shit. And then I went to the premiere and I was like, dude. What? You're like hell yeah yeah, yeah it's, so it's kind of dope yeah it's, and now it's just like you're never gonna have that again ever just now you're texting your hobby as soon as you land it yeah with the video of it yeah three angles slow <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, crazy uh, um okay so what when did you start going on tours at what age so you kind of you had some sponsors you had kind of like some progression going and some momentum going and then kind of where did it go from there? Like, did you start touring immediately or did it take no. a while to start traveling? How well, it was work? like, I met DJ Speed, this dude who was the team manager at Action City Stars. Came really good friends with this dude. DJ Speed is his name because he used to be the DJ for NWA. He had like a short stint of working with them. He was like Easy's neighbor. He's like platinum plaques, fucking hallways, like weird dude. But, um, so I met him and he really took me in and like helped me out and introduced me to a lot of people. And... I feel like my first, I mean, I'd gone on some skate trips, like with homies, like going up to San Francisco, maybe once or twice, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like maybe once with like my friend and his family and we skated, we did like the skate tour. We just pushed around the city and went to Pier 7 and fucking all the typical yeah, Chinatown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. EMB, all that stuff. Yeah. I did that a couple more times with homies when I was like 18, 17 or 18. And then 
I uh, I went to Tampa Pro with DJ Speed. I just like bought my flight and went out there with him and hung out, hung out with Jake, went back to Ocala. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was probably, I feel like my first real skate trip, which is kind of crazy, was DJ Speed invited me to be like the flow homie, his ho- roll dog on a fucking action and it was an action tour mm-hmm. to Vancouver for Slam City Jam. Oh wow. I was 19 years old. Yeah. It's like 2003. And I had like pretty much blasted my foot, dude, like a month before that. And I'm yeah. pretty sure I broke it and I just never went to the doctor. I didn't do shit. You're like fuck it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck dude, the worst. And I went on that tour and I just wanted to skate so bad because I felt like I was like progressing and I wanted to skate. It was like Kareem Campbell and fucking just the, cra- the craziest shit. Like yeah. Enrique Lorenzo and Javier Nunez, Ta- Kevin Taylor, Joey yeah. Surya, like, and Devin Calloway and uh, Jeremy Holmes were the the Ams. And yeah. I was like some flow dude. And I was the same <laughs> age as Devin and Jeremy, so I just like kicked it with them naturally or whatever. And I already kind of knew them before a little bit. Um, that was my first trip and it was a uh, we went from here to LA and we drove all the way up to Vancouver and we stopped and did a couple demos. We stopped in Seattle, we stopped in uh, Eugene, we stopped in, or we stopped in Medford, Oregon. I was just this kid, dude. I was an idiot, for sure. And were, so you, were you skating at all on that trip or no? Kind of, I was pushing myself to skate. I could barely walk, dude. And I was yeah. like, some of these demos, I was like, try, like nolly crooking the little rail and yeah. trying to skate. Yeah. But I just... It was looking fucked, back. like just tightening my shoes, but it was so bad, dude. Yeah. And I was the kid, I didn't smoke weed. They were like smoking weed in the van, partying at night. Kareem would be like thrown up in the morning before <laughs> he got in the van because like he'd go out and like everybody wants to buy him drinks because he's yeah, fucking cause Kareem. Campbell, so yeah. just fuck him up. Yeah. And then he's just like hung over going into the van. They're all like smoking weed and smoking cigs in the back of the van and shit. Yeah. I'm like a pretty, just, I was like, like a pretty little... sheltered fucking kid. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really smoke back then, so it was like not it was like hard for me to just chill. Yeah. I'm in a van with some of my like childhood idols, fucking like spracked out little kid. My little like 19's not that little, yeah. but you know, I'm just yeah. like kind of blown away and it's like hard for me to just chill. Yeah, cause, yeah. Cause I'm not smoking weed, just hanging out. I'm like, yeah. just wanna skip. You're just like going a million miles an hour yeah, trying to exactly. just, yeah. So that was the first trip, went up there, was nuts, got to see everything. So from see there, was it like, after that just, Tour, 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 or like how did how did that work? It was like after that, like I went, I, I did that shit, and fuck, I'm trying to think. I paid for a couple of my own trips. I went on some film bot trips. That that was probably it. Like I turned 20. It's like filming with Brian Parker. We're just stacking shit. I started yeah. doing some shit that like hasn't hadn't been done, you know, and yeah. just sitting on like a full video part of stuff that was pretty solid. My style is fucking go trash but it was like the tricks were there and mm-hmm. um we're just sitting on a part and that's when then i met mckendo and then that's when you started filming for filmba i guess you i guess you know what happened we went Where did you use some of that footage for so this is what happened i went up to okay so brian parker this dude i used to film with when i was just a flow kid not really like on any teams just getting free shit um so i would film with brian parker this awesome dude that was from long beach yeah yeah he became the Monkey Sticks team manager. And this was Monkey, Monkey Sticks, Sticks during yeah. Ryan Denman and Kane Gale. This is post-Action City Stars. This is Ryan Denman, Kane Gale. Um, Jameson was on those dudes. So he started filming for them. 
and they went up to Wallenberg to San Francisco. There's this giant crazy set called Wallenberg. It's a giant four block that's like 17 feet long. And it, <laughs> only like three tricks had been done down it, and they thrashed it through a contest. This was probably oh, 2003, yeah. four. Uh, thrashed it through a contest where they're like giving away money for tricks to go down. So the first one, so we fucking drove up there. Me and Brian Parker met up with like Heathmo and the Monkey Sticks dudes, mm-hmm. and we went to the contest. We skated around. I brought a I brought footage to give to Ears, our buddy Justin, who we still oh, work funny, with. Yeah. We just, he came into the office the other day. Um, he was the venture team manager, so I wanted to get venture trucks. Yeah. So, so you made a tape to give. To so him. I made a tape to yeah. give to him. So we meet up with him, Daryl Angel, who's now pro for Nike and Habitat and all this shit. He came, he met up with us to skate, taking us around to spots. He was shredding so hard. He was like 15. So I give Ears the tape, Justin the tape. He goes back. I get a random instant message, AOL instant message from <laughs> hey. Daryl. Yeah. And he's like hitting me up. And he's just like, what's up? What are you using these tricks for? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like... We, he's like, what video are you putting him towards? I'm like, this is just like my sponsor video. <laughs> like, shit, I'm just dude. trying to get some free shit. I'm trying to get yeah. sponsored. Like what video? Yeah, yeah. You know? So, so basically, Daryl's like, do you know Makendo? And Mike is this filmer, OG filmer from Torrance area. He put out a video before called Amateur. I was familiar with it. I used to watch it all the time. Yeah, I knew who he was. Oh, I remember Amateur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's so Mike made Mike that McKenna video. Mike made that video yeah. too. Oh, crazy. So like, I'd seen him around skating around Torrance a couple times, and I was like, I don't really like know him, but I know mm-hmm. of him. So yeah. he's like, can I? He's the Dark Star team manager. Can I send him your footage? Do you want to try to get Dark Star boards? I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you skateboards. <laughs> yeah, you like him down. So. McKendo and I get in contact, and McKendo gets in contact with my homie who's filming Brian, and uh, I, I guess he offers to buy one of my tricks off of Brian, one of your clips. the Burial Hill Crook, off yeah. of Brian for um, his trailer for FilmBot. Yeah. And they'd already oh, been so he filming. wanted to buy the clip just to they were already like, filming the video because it was such a gnarly trick. He wanted to make the trailer as good as it could be, and yeah. they were filming for this video called FilmBot Files for like two years. And when this all happened, and like he wanted to buy that footage or whatever, and at the same time, four one one was interested in buying it for a uh, opener. Yeah. From what I was told, supposedly. Well, the we'll, we'll play the the trick up yeah, here. Yeah, right. In the we'll edit. play it up here. Yeah, but so um, they uh, they wanted to buy it for an opener, and opener is like the first trick in the video. It's like probably the five best tricks. It's like in the, the yeah, it's yeah. like five or ten tricks, right? Yeah. So it's always like groundbreaking, like shit that hasn't really been done, or like super gnarly shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was, and McKendo was like, yo, I'll pay what they're paying for it. Yeah. Whatever that was, like yeah. 300 bucks or 250, 350 bucks. I don't remember what it was. So, um, ends up working out. Like I start talking to Mike, like I go meet up with him. I skate a couple, we skate a couple times. I end up like getting footage. Like the first couple times we skate, like the first tricky film I did it in like 10 tries, which is like unheard of normally. It's just like. Fuck is that it. when he was just kind of like, all right, let's just give this kid a full party. No. So it. what happened with that was. We went skating a couple times, and um, I pretty much had that full part. And we went skating, got a couple clips, and then we went skating the same spot, the same rail that I had the other trick the that we wanted Beach to buy rail. on, the Long Beach Courthouse rail. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was like joking around, got a couple clips, I'm like, yo, like, what's up with the part? Like, if I get some more shit, you know? Yeah, and he's yeah. just like kind of beating around the bush, like, you know, well, I gotta talk to all the dudes, make sure it's cool, they don't really know you, whatever, so... Um, from there, we go out back to Long Beach Courthouse Rail, and I get three tricks in one night. And that's when you just, what, pop shove at Crook? Yeah, I did. What else did you do? 
I like nollie half cap five owed it. Yeah, that was yeah. And then I pop shove it, crooked it, and then I nollie flip nosed it, and um, all in one session. All in one session. Yeah. And then he was like, "Yeah, let me talk to the dudes." But he's I'd like, be, "He's all right, like, let's get I'd this be interesting, going." Yeah. Interesting. And all the other dudes are just kind of like, "Were they killing it too, or were they kind of just like lazy?" Yeah, they're like, like murdering it. Yeah. I didn't know. So this, you're trying to like, like catch up to them, kind of. Well, like, I don't know. You're like, like prove yourself to them. I'm almost. like very confident at this yeah. point, you know, because I'm like putting out tricks that like have haven't not even been done before. Yeah. And like some of them still haven't been done today. Yeah. So I'm like pretty confident in my shit. Yeah. And then so from there, then we go on a couple trips. We go on a trip to Utah. We go on a trip to Reno and uh, skate with Chris Ray before he filmed for anybody. It was mm-hmm. super interesting. He was super rad. He, he let us stay at his crib. He was super That's cool. the trans world filmer? He was a trans world filmer. Now he's like DC murdering it, like shooting. I don't know if you guys saw the DC video where there's a dude on a dirt bike who surfs a fucking oh, wave. How sick was that? Yeah, so he does Look that, that shit for now. sure. Dude. Dirt bike in the ocean or whatever. Catches like, like a fucking so giant wave fucking on a hard. dirt bike. Um, so he, Chris does those projects. He's the fucking the man yeah. um, so we went on a couple of those trips then Filmbot comes out like six months later mm-hmm. and I was confident in my part and then I saw the homie Marty his first line in the video I, was I just forgot like, about Marty he's like kick for front crook and he's like I'm like oh my god dude I need to go film some more this shit can't come out right now just like fakey five oh fucking dude, dude so, so good so yeah. yeah so that's pretty much and then Filmbot came out and then Filmbot is a video that was an independent video came out like 2005 that is the part that kind of put my name out there like i had a couple tricks in four on one previously but my film about part is what like that's kind of what put your name in the line exactly yeah. then i would go start skating am contests like go to tampa am or damn am minnesota and like i'd hear while i was skating i'd hear them talking about like it kind of like gave me credibility yeah dropping like a a real street part you know there's a lot of kids that just come up through the contest ranks but the contest they also want core street dudes that like do put out legit parts they want them to skate the contest as well you know yeah to kind of give them that vibe yeah to have like a good mix yeah um so would that be was that be your favorite video part or what's the favorite video part that you filmed my favorite video part that one obviously is like has a huge place in my heart that's yeah. like everything you know yeah. that's like everything to me is yeah. like Filmbot and Mike and what he's done for me and all that shit but yeah. I think my favorite part personally is probably my digital part the digital part yeah. my digital FYI part it was like digital is and how a, long ago was that oh nine 2010 maybe like seven eight years ago yeah yeah that was kind of like digital is like a it's like a video series that these dudes have been putting out. It's like Dennis Martin, Bill Weiss. These they've been putting in these videos out for what they used to put like they used to put what a couple two, of years yeah out a couple year, right? a year out maybe one and a year. They'd always just, pick like the five to six like dopest fucking dudes pretty much like around and they kind of mix in like montages of yeah, like, exactly. other like sick tricks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They did it for like ever, dude. They did it since we were kids. They probably did it for like ten years easy. Yeah, it was like digital fucking four one one exactly on video, Logic, like, yeah. all that shit. So. I ended up filming a video part for, which I think was the last digital video. I think that was, wasn't it? It mm-hmm. wasn't one after. No, that, that was, was the last one. That's pretty dope. So, dude, I snuck in the last everything. <laughs> yeah. I got like last <laughs> digital did, video, yeah. like the second to last 411. Yeah. Just everything, just barely made it into everything. <laughs> but it's dope. You got your check. You got the dude. Thrasher content. You got the 411. You got the digital. You got, you know, you got a lot of things under your belt. I wouldn't even believe it if you told me that when yeah. I was a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. For real. But yeah, so digital, I feel like digital is like, I was 
it was kind of like a coming of age part to me. Like I feel like I used to have all the, I was just a skate kid. I didn't do shit but skateboard. And mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of kids are like that and you're really good and you eat, sleep breathe shit skateboarding but you, you don't have any like other but you don't have any other ins anything in your life to bring inspiration to affect your skateboarding and to bring out style and to like enhance your expression so i feel like all my film bot and all that other shit it was just i was just a skate nerd i just wanted to skate 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 and then i think and you could definitely see like the progression of you because like you, you'll watch parts of you and you have like the baggy white tee and like the double xl pants and you're just like killing it doing all this crazy shit and then you kind of say getting older, like, all right, starting to smoke a little bit of weed. Like, now you got the flannel on and your hair's all long and you're doing just like, yeah. I don't know. It's just sick to see like the, Yeah, it was. You know, I like, feel I like know. that was a coming of age. Exactly. I started smoking weed. I started getting more, you know, I was like super hip hop kid growing up. I started getting other outside influences. I started like trying to learn how to play guitar, listening to other music, mm -hmm. reading more, just doing different shit. I, injuries or whatever, you're getting older and injuries hit you and kind of force... I don't, I never really try to hold on to the same tricks that I've always done. Like, yeah. hurt my knee. All right, cool. I grew up doing nollie and switch shit and I hurt my left knee. Now I have to kind of work around that and I got to learn other tricks that don't hurt as much. And yeah. It's like a gift and a curse because it's, I've been able to like, kind of like flow around and have different areas of where I kind of skate like this and I skate like that. But it's basically all just based around skating around injuries. That's yeah. like what all my tricks are based just on. Like, this hurts so I can't like, do it. So I got to learn this because it. That body like I can't flick. Hurt. I can't flick this way, so I gotta flick that way or exactly. whatever. Yeah. So I feel like uh, digital is kind of like where all that kind of happened. Yeah. And like worked together and brought out a little bit of style. My style became like less controlled and more like flow. Yeah. Like I'm just more just creative flowy, and more kind of like vibrant and yeah. like yeah. That's, That's my favorite shit. Yeah. For sure. Um, let's see what else. What? When did you decide you wanted to like? pursue skateboarding as like a profession like when you're like getting out of high school was there ever a thought like all right i need to find a job i need to do this i need to do that or was it just like i'm gonna fucking be a pro skateboarder i don't give a fuck what i need to do like let's get it or like how was that kind of like it was more like i want to just see how far i can go and then it just hit to the point where it was like when i when i started traveling and all this shit and then maybe hit a little adversity along the road mm -hmm. and then becoming more realistic about things. It, it, it was more like, I just want to kind of milk this amateur skate thing for as long as I can and work a part-time job. Like for a long time, I worked at this shop called United Board Shop. Um, I rode for them and I worked there for like six years or something like that. And it was super cool because they knew what was going on with my life. So they're like, yeah, cool. Like, you gotta leave for fucking three months, like go do it. You know, you gotta go yeah, on trips. They understood, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I'm basically just gonna try to work this part-time job and try to milk this travel situation, Yeah. you know? So, and then whatever things change and I go through a period where like, I end up like quitting that job and just kind of like floating around for a while and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to just skate for myself for, like, two years before yeah. I got to really, like, figure my shit out. I yeah. don't really know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm, like, 26 at this time or something like that, probably. Yeah. And I just, that's when I just decide to, like, go skate in L.A. with a bunch of homies for, like, two years and just, like, hustle and sell product and get a little check here and there to skate, get some photos run, get some photo incentives. And um, 
not even really try to get on any companies. So it's funny how it almost like when you're younger, would you say you like almost trying like trying hard to like get you 100. know like that, and then when, once you're older and you're just like I don't give a fuck anymore, I'm just gonna skate for a little bit. Like if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then almost that's kind of when things started. That's exactly. That's like the biggest thing I take out of like skateboarding. Um, my path in skateboarding, the lesson in life is like the more you try to control something and the more that you like you could try all you fucking want and try 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 but if you're trying to control it manipulate it and have what you th want and get it your way or whatever it, you're you're only going to push against it right and it's only going to make your goal further away yeah. the more you just like go with the flow and let things happen to you mm -hmm. and just do the work if yeah. you're just that confident and you like i did like you're confident and you're doing the work and you know it's gonna work out and let that shit happen to you mm -hmm. like shit will be cool yeah. but the more you're just trying to you know so make you're the trying decision, to control every little thing it's like overdo it yeah yeah definitely so i would say for sure that was the case you yeah. know like the last two years before shit started cracking with world i was like with vince skating in la just doing it just like i'm gonna spend the next two years just like doing me because i know this I was getting a little check road for Ezekiel, but I wasn't really making a living, full living skateboarding. And I was like, I'm just going to dirtbag it because I'm going to have to fucking like crack down and just skate whatever. life. Yeah. And then I stacked all this, ended up stacking all this footage, didn't really shop it around to anybody. And then I ended up working out with World. And yeah. I got on World and like at the time. And that I, almost worked out perfect because that's kind of a company that you've like respected for a long time. And like a lot of your like idols have ridden for World. It's like, my, that was my first like core yeah. brand. You know, I got my, like, new school skateboard, yeah. like, from Played Against Sports. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. when I remember my first board that I was super stoked on was a Kareem Campbell World Industries Mischief Series board where he's putting a banana in a tailpipe. <laughs> fucking eyes are all red. Like, I didn't want to smoke weed or anything. I was, like, fucking 14 years old. But I was just like, oh, yeah. dude. They had one, like, it's like a Shiloh board or something. And he's just, like, out, out on a balcony. It's like a cartoon. And he's about to drop a pot on somebody. His <laughs> yeah. eyes are all red. And I'm just like, what? This is so sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, so would you say that that's the favorite company that you rode for? Or what's the favorite sponsor company that you... I mean, fuck, for? dude. Ezekiel held it down for me so hard. I rode for Ezekiel for, for like 10 time. years, yeah. you know? And World was like the one where it was family, mm -hmm. you know? Like, that was for sure the one thing where... I rode for companies, but it was never like the family thing. Like, you see in videos, you grow up and you watch these fucking Krell Tap videos and the power of editing and it... You know, it's yeah. just all family and it's, yeah. I didn't really have that for, and I always yearned for that. I always wanted that. Like as a kid, when my friends started like smoking weed and we had that family and I, I was so bummed out, man, that I like lost all my homies and they didn't want to skate anymore. And I always yeah. wanted that like crew, that family and world was definitely that. Yeah. Like, we were fucking homies. We still have like a group text and we'll hit each other up and oh, that's dope. it's just super sick like yeah. that traveling together with those so it's kind of like you got different things from each sponsor exactly in a lot of cases for sure yeah like ezekiel is weird because i rode for him for so long that i came on it was in one place and then i was the last one on so it was like they put people on they kick people off they put people on they kick people off employees came employees went fucking and i was just there, the whole there. Time. <laughs> yeah. so it was like a couple different eras you know dj speed was the team manager ezekiel that's how i got on that was the first like two years we did some cool shit we went to hawaii whatever mm -hmm. then Makendo became team manager 
that's how everything in life works. It's all who you it's know. So yeah, yeah. I wrote for Ezekiel, and then we brought McKendo on yeah. because he was the homie, yeah. and that's how he got the job. And then immediately we went on a fucking seven week Europe trip. <laughs> He's like, all right, what's the budget? Exactly, like? <laughs> yeah. exactly. And we're off. So from so, there, so. then we had that shit, and it was just a lot of ups and downs with Ezekiel, and like things were looking good, and the budget was getting cut, and then things were looking good, and then Active goes out of business and fucks everybody over, and then yeah. there's everybody's check gets cut, you yeah. know, and then things are good, and yeah. then they fire everybody. And yeah. This dude comes on and wants the direction to go not skate or whatever, so so there's a lot of different errors in that, but we had, I mean, shit, in that 10 years. So many a lot of cool, A lot of cool trips and a lot of cool experiences. Yeah. Traveling with Louie or, you know, childhood yeah. idols that I got to, like, yeah, yeah. go travel with. Super yeah. cool. Um, okay, so how and why did you start smoking weed? <laughs> Dude, because for a long time you didn't smoke weed and you didn't like you weren't really you know like vibing it. Yeah. And like so, what happened? Like, how did that? My like early experiences <clears throat> with weed were like, I don't know, dude. I grew up like kind of sheltered. My parents didn't really have shit in the house. Um, I guess I got into some shit when I was like three or four. My sister poured me up some fucking like whiskey or some shit and I just turned bright red I'm Asian so I turned super red and splotchy when I drink it's like really uncomfortable so my parents just kind of got rid of the alcohol they didn't really drink they didn't really have much around um but smoke weed a couple times maybe like my junior or senior year and it was like whatever like didn't get high the first time it was like definitely the case I was like trying to prove that wrong yeah it was didn't probably didn't rip it right and then uh got super big <laughs> dude like I was gonna go to some Sadie Hawkins dance and I went to go see a homie who was one of my best friends who lived behind me, who I grew up playing like sports with and skateboarding with. He ended up dropping out of school and then moving out. So I just went to go say what's up like before this Sadie Hawkins dance with my homie. And then he's rolling a blunt and I took a couple rips and I was like, oh, this would be cool. Go and, dance. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're finishing this with me. And I was like, oh. So I like, crushed this blunt with this dude with tobacco, like never smoked tobacco either. Get trippy, dude. <laughs> get trippy. <laughs> like get in my, like put some eye drops in. I get in my car. I'm just like, go to start my car. And my keys are in my lap. <laughs> and I look at the homie, Brandon. You tried to like, start the car with yeah. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, and then I started tripping, you know? And then I started really getting like anxious and started like. When you get too high. Tripping yeah. on myself, you know? I'm like, I, I can't, can't drive, dude. I can't drive. So yeah. like, he's like, are you serious? And he didn't smoke. So he fucking got in the way. He got in the driver's seat. We went and picked up these two chicks. And then we went to go like meet up with people at the school and I'm sitting there for like, we could have been there for like five minutes and <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, where are they? It's taking forever, dude. What the fuck? Just tripping. Trip and then we go yeah. to Del Taco and I just can't even talk. And I'm like, sometimes can't shut the fuck up. And I just couldn't even talk, dude. We're at Del Taco and I'm just like, fuck so up, dude. High, yeah. Like straight edible style and I like walk outside and this chick sees me that I know and she's like what are you on and I like had to go to the bathroom like every five minutes to splash water in my oh face my so I kind of like so that's kind of like a bad like that was kind of a bad trip and so then I went to like bad taste in your yeah mouth. I went to the dance and normally I was always turned but I'm just like walking through the fucking dance floor just to smell everybody just Looking sweating alcohol and yeah. shit and I'm just walking around just like fuck I want to party <laughs> So that kind of turned me off, and then when I met DJ Speed, like, he was pretty, like, anti, you know, Just, like, continue to kind of, like, drill that in, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and I was on a good path. I was, like, skating a lot, skating really hard, and very motivated, and dedicated, and networking, and learning a lot of shit, learning about the hustle, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, 
So I was like that for a while. Then I ended up fucking, there's some probably other random times I ended up smoking, like with my cousin that were all right. And then I went on this Listen trip. Listen yeah. Skateboards, this older company. And uh, we did like a month-long East Coast trip. And we started in like the, uh, like fucking but pretty much New York. And then we drove down to Florida. And those dudes would like smoke in the hotel room. These are like my like real for real two of my like childhood fucking like idols skating and one of them was just like chief and like super dope and outgoing and they'd get in the van it'd be like a 14 hour ride they're like obviously just smoking weed the whole time because it makes it go by like fucking yeah. 10 times faster what else are you gonna do yeah so and you're sitting in the back seat with your headphones on and you know just roll up a twist every couple you know every 20 30 minutes so in that trip i was blowing it for sure. This is like, I wanted to be on this team so bad. Like I, this is the only company I wanted to ride for. And I just got on and I was like, you're trying to like overdo yourself. I was just like so thirsty and so eager and was just so wouldn't shut the fuck up. (laughs) And, uh, but then I would, you know, smoked on a couple of the rides and I was like in the back seat, just kind of like, can I chill you out? Yeah, this is cool, dude. And then ended up we whatever we did the whole florida experience and the tour was over and every time i would go to florida i would meet up with one of my good friends out there uh so i would get Vern drop me off with jake mm-hmm. and then jake was like yo dude i'm thinking about smoking weed <laughs> and i was like where I, like, I just smoked some weed in the van and in the hotel room and whatever and uh he's like yo let's he's like i'm scared he's like i feel like if i start smoking i'm never gonna stop and i was yeah. like nah whatever dude like we'll be fine <laughs> yeah so we go and we buy these like five dollar grams of just garbage yeah and uh we just like roll it up into some blunts and we just fucking smoke some blunts and just kind of started smoking weed and watching fucking like this it was so funny there's like this fucking i don't even know what it was it was like some shit on tv there was no commercials and there was yeah. no text and it was just cats <laughs> it was just kittens dude and it was just like fucking 30 kittens fucking with a bunch lit. of fucking like, yeah, and we're just like, lit and we're like, what? dude, they have different personalities, dude. Like, oh my God, they're so cute. Oh my God. And then pretty so much, I, I don't know, maybe it was the kittens that got me into fucking weed. You're but... just like, right, it's on. Like, and then I came back smoking. and I was just like, like, didn't, I don't know, I wasn't like around it that much out here and mm-hmm. whatever. And then I started kind of just like hanging out with a couple more dudes that started smoking weed before I became like a huge stoner. Yeah. But it was like, I was like down. But yeah. then, like, hanging out with, like, Miles, and then hanging out, you know, working at United, working with Boney, and then we're just, like... And it's, like, as you yeah. get older, and, like, you're in fucking the mecca of weed, so it's, like, you can't get away from it. It's yeah. everywhere. Everybody's yeah. fucking smoking weed out But then being from, like, Orange County, where we are, and I'm, like, paranoid as fuck, because we're from Orange County, which is, like, not your normal California. Yeah. You know, so... That's true. But, yeah, that's probably how it all started. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, let's see... So I guess let's kind of talk a little bit now about like how you started working with us. So I guess like Derek was like always, like we were always like seeing what Derek was up to. Like he'd always be like putting out videos or like fucking photo in a magazine or like, there's always like shit that Derek was like putting out. And then you started making these little like two minute edits, like of like Red Brian, like cruising at Fullerton, like yeah. just making these like super dope little edits in it. Like I remember just watching those and just being like, damn, that was fucking sick. Like I would love to have something like that for the high rise. Like, cause we were just like doing random, like we we're doing some skate shit and like we we're doing some stuff, but like we didn't know what the fuck, like we didn't know, we were making like dope edits. You know what I mean? We were just like kind of doing random shit. And like, so I just remember seeing that and then like somehow we like, 
you like came in or something? You fucking put a thing on Facebook like, yo, does anybody want to edit like a skate montage? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, and I was like, shoot, dude, yeah. like I got you. And yeah. I think McKenna might have hit you up too or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But I was like, dude, I got okay, you. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah, so that's what it was because we were filming for the high rise skate montage. We had like four dudes on our team yeah. or something. And like, I totally remember that now. Yeah. So then you did that, and then like, so you started helping us edit that skate montage, and then that kind of led into you like go out with some of our riders and like film little commercials and like we did like these little like thirty second clips, just like and, Instagram like, commercials and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really just kind of like a slow progression, huh? It was just kind of. And then of, you like, gave me hats, and I like would go shoot the hats. And they were like, "Hey, Derek, yeah, you want? Oh, you could do photos too, right? Like, because yeah. you always have like the ill photos and shit, and then like you just start shooting like." product shots for us and then we're like damn these are fucking epic and then it's like all right like fucking yeah. i don't know every what month is just like do? more and yeah. more and more like yeah how else can we started you know? from fucking three hours a week and then started from like we were in the back of this fucking skate shop or whatever like you'd come in and help us like one day a week or whatever exactly. a couple hours a week like doing some shit and then it led to our next little warehouse and then you were like three shooting some photos yeah. for us and like doing some more film stuff and then it led to the next warehouse and then it's like now we got a fucking YouTube channel. All right, Derek, like, you're going to fucking run the YouTube channel. Like, <laughs> boom, then it led to the next warehouse. And it's like, now it's just like, you're like part of the fucking team. And you like, like, it's just crazy how like, yeah, like looking back 15 years ago when we were skating in Capitol parking lot, if I would have told you like, yo, I'm going to have this fucking weed brand and you're going to be like the fucking dude that does all this oh shit. Oh my you know? God. Like, you'd be like, what the fuck like, are I don't you even saying? smoke like, weed. Yeah, like, it's neither to die. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> dude, it's just so funny. Like, that's so like, funny. That kind of works out. But like, so like how is it working like like all right you had like a long like history in like the skate industry and like now you're kind of more in the weed industry like going to some of these events and like just more in the mix with like the 420 like culture yeah. and like in, like so how is that like different like, 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 like the industry or like me working in it or the industry yeah just like working in it i guess like like you're in the skate industry for like your whole yeah. life and then you're now you're like kind of more in the weed it's just like how is that like transition like how is it different you know it's kind of not that different it's kind of similar but because it's still like counterculture like it would be weird if they're like okay derek now you need to go to this fucking paper copy paper fucking staples 3m event i'm like yeah. what everybody's there in like suits and shit yeah, and i'm like yeah. that would be fucking weird but yeah. it goes from like a skate event where there's like a lot of really eccentric people to like a weed event where there's like a lot of eccentric it's, people it's similar in the way that yeah there's so many different walks of life like yeah skateboarding it's like you have like your hip-hop friend your fucking cash friend and your yeah. fucking whatever and then weed it's like you have your like super stoner lazy friend and you have your fucking productive friend it's just like all types of walks of life really. exactly so it's actually like sure. pretty similar yeah. you know uh, yeah. it's not it's cool though it's it's cool I like being able to bring in like a, a fresh perspective from the skate industry to this industry which I know a lot of people are there's like a lot of people like making that transition there's a lot of because a lot there's of a lot of fucking shifting into the because yeah. they've already been fucking growing mm -hmm. or because they've already been fucking yeah. you know smoking weed and dealing with this shit yeah. so it's, it's like, like they can get paid to fucking yeah you know? so they're yeah. like oh shit there's a billion people in skating with X amount of jobs and there's this green rush with jobs opening every day so and that's true everybody's just kind of trying to get a piece of the pie and yeah mm -hmm. crazy um let's see is there anything like you want to talk about or anything that i missed um i mean 
but I like wrote some shit down. I don't know. I was like reading some Tim Ferriss shit, so I was like talking about some stuff. Might have to, uh, like, I was like reading this chapter, like me and this fool, like been reading this book or audiobook or reading this Titans? book. Yeah, it's called Tools of Titans. It's by this dude Tim Ferriss. Yeah, it's a good He's like this epic dude. He's got a podcast. He's fucking done all this shit. He's, I guess, he calls himself like the human experimenter. He's like <laughs> yeah. a human experiment. He does a lot of crazy shit. And um, he's a podcast where he has like all these G's on, these fucking geniuses, startup people, like everybody. And he made this book called Tools of Titans, which is like basically cliff notes of his 200 podcasts. And it's like kind of like all the similarities of all of these successful people like what they do what is their morning routine what is fucking what books do they gift to people the most or the book the books they recommend to people the most it's what books do they learn the most from exactly what would you tell your 20th year old self what would you tell your 30 year old self and like mm-hmm. so and each chapter is only like two pages and it's just bullet points and it's so cool it's so much like so much knowledge and information oh it's, it's insane it's dude ridiculous. like these dudes that are like fucking selling like Elon Musk type characters that like you know invest in PayPal and make four billion dollars selling it or whatever or they're they do these startups so it's like from everybody from comedians to athletes to fucking ran- Sean White was on there you know like random um, but today I was reading one it's from this dude um Scott Belsky, he's like an early investor, an advisor of Pinterest, Uber, Periscope, and a bunch of other startups. And his advice for his 30-year-old self was, in the wrong environment, your creativity is compromised. Truth is, your environment matters. And I don't know, I was just like reading that with my coffee. It kind of yeah, and it's like how true super is that? Interesting. It's like you could be creative and be around the wrong environment to really like push your creativity out. Like. Yeah, that's interesting. You need to be like nurtured, you know. If you're like, I mean, if you want to look at it like sports, so you need to be, be around like like-minded people that are like mm-hmm. kind of trying to do the same thing, and not like you're hanging out with people that are trying to go this way and you're trying to go that way. You exactly. Know, yeah, it's kind of like flowing. It's like where can you like maximize your potential? You know, yeah. are, are you in a place right now where you see yourself like being more than where you're at? You know, and like you're like fuck, like I'm stuck. Whatever, yeah. Just know, like, and and like, what's some advice that you would give your twenty year old self? To honestly, to read more books and to just do more research and like, like I didn't really start reading or like uh, reading interview, just like looking into like how other people do things. Like this book, for example, it's a great example. Like all these you know successful businessmen and athletes and celebrities, and they're all just like breaking it down, like. Like, this is how I did it. Like, these are some lessons I learned. These are some mm-hmm. tips I have. This is some value that I have to give. Like, there's so much information already out there. Like, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to try to know everything. Like, just do your research and look at what other people have done successfully and how they've done it. Like, mm-hmm. and then you can really get so much insight and value to, like, how you're going to do it mm-hmm. or have, like, a better strategy of how you're going to do it because so many people have already done so many fucking ridiculous things. You know what I mean? Like this book, it's so dope. It's like, it just gives you like dope quotes, like like that for instance, Dude, or like saying, um, or like rituals, or um, and it's the similarities what they all do, you know. So like ninety percent of them are, are very the similar. Yeah, ninety percent of the people in the book do like a ten to twenty minute, some sort of like meditation or something in the morning, whether it's they're doing yoga or whether it's sitting there doing breathing exercises. Like ninety percent of these people that are insanely successful, they are all on that same path of eating in a similar way. Um, Just also like knowing that you don't know anything. Like that's very important. Mm -hmm. Like 
no matter how fucking smart you are, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you don't know shit. Like, nobody knows shit. Like, there's so much information out there that, like, you can always be learning and always be soaking up fucking knowledge. Yeah. So it's like, and if you have the mindset that you don't know anything and you're always trying to know more and learn more, then you're always going to win. Or you're always going to be in a winning scenario. Dude, oh, I have a quote that, like, goes with that right here, too. It's something about, like, um, you, you can't be, like, a full cup. You gotta be like an empty cup so that you can like fill yourself up with knowledge or something like That's that. I just wrote down yeah. a quote from the, I think it's from the Living Gita, what I'm reading right now. Mm. But it's super interesting. Um, what are some of the things that like, what are some of the things that you read or you listen to that kind of help you and like keep so, you going and you gain yeah. knowledge from and gain inspiration yeah. from, you know? Lately I've been listening to a lot of Gary Vee. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk yeah that, he, that dude's just an animal like he's crazy but I learned so much from just watching his his uh, he like he'll do like daily questions and he'll do these seminars and he'll just he just drops knowledge like he's like puts a lot of value out there so I like highly recommend listening to him he has like a YouTube channel Instagram all that shit um, obviously like Joe Rogan podcast like the staple the essential yeah, Rogan the godfather the godfather um listen to the drama pod the short story long he has a lot of cool like business people and then like entrepreneurs and investors and like just a lot of cool stories um listen to those three um fighter and the kid that's more for like it's not really like, motivational it's more just like they're funny and they're I, like, funny it's, like entertaining UFC, yeah. and animation shit and, and ufc and shit yeah um but yeah that's probably like that's what I've been on lately is like those ones like, yeah and then like Tim Ferriss like four hour work week um, tools of titans like that's that's kind of like the last couple of months what I've like yeah. kind of been on my vibe that I've been on yeah if you guys are like interested in finding ways to generate a lot of money and like not work 40 to 60 hours a week um, that dude Tim Ferriss has a lot of cool shit and a lot of good information He's how to set up like drop shit businesses and how to set up businesses where it's like very little work and you can you could do it from anywhere type of stuff. Like if you have, <clears throat> if you have internet connection, you have an iPhone, you can fucking you can make money right now. Yeah, yeah, doing working four hours a week. Yeah. So, so we'll probably do a whole nother uh, episode just about um, like starting online. Like we've started a ton of fucking online businesses and use social media to our advantage on a lot of these businesses. So we're gonna kind of like um, do a whole episode about that. And like, I know a lot of you guys want to start your own business or start your own online stores or stuff like that. So we're going to like really break it down and like show you guys like a lot of tips and advice on like how to do, how to do so. Mm -hmm. For um, sure. If you guys have any questions yourselves, like well, yeah, definitely if you guys yeah, want to comment there's anything and, you guys want to know or learn, like fucking comment below and we'll do our best to answer it on the, you know, upcoming episodes. Um, but yeah. You think? Also, if you guys like have specific guests that you want to see on here, we're gonna start reaching yeah, out to people try to get, and start yeah. trying to get guests on here. I don't know any other good ideas. Like it could be cool to just like help somebody start a business in fucking an hour. Yeah, you know, that would be right. Like, you just from, like, like show the steps, to... like fucking flip the laptop open, fucking hit that Google search, and then boom, like maybe yeah, start maybe a we'll bunch do something accounts, like that. You know? Yeah, or maybe we can like help you guys if you guys want to start your own shit. We can kind of like give advice and kind of like show you guys the ropes and stuff like that because like that's kind of like a lot a big objective of this show is to kind of like um show you guys like how we did it and like show you guys the process so you guys could do it for yourselves and like kind of try to help like give value back to like yeah. the people watching so 
That's so like neither of us are college graduates. We just try to figure like shit just, out. It's fucking we know, skateboarders, you know? like literally just grew up skateboarding and shit and you know we just fucking work hard and we just you know soak up a lot of information and learn from our mistakes and um we've learned a lot in the time we've been doing this so we're gonna try to like inspire you guys and motivate you guys like that you guys can you know do the same shit that we're doing it's it's not like we're fucking rocket scientists and it's not like we got a million dollar budget behind us like you have zero investors it's all grassroots like no investors like fucking fifteen hundred dollars startup like crazy so um so yeah we're gonna kind of try to do some of that here on the show as well <laughs> more ideas but yeah. yes this is also evolving and this is also we're still yeah still learning. we're still trying to find our group so <laughs> yeah it's well i'm sure get more and more fun with each episode but hey we got more fucking views on the first one than i thought we were gonna get so shit thanks yeah. to everybody that did watch us and yeah, thanks for the comment. comments. Like, that was fucking so dope. sick. Like, so surprising. We were just waiting for people to be just be like, fuck you guys. Like, just blah, fucking blah, boring like, AF. All positive, so fucking super sick. So um, um, We'll keep doing these as long as you guys keep watching them. So. You, you, should we shout anything out? Or? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, so we're going to do like a discount code. Uh, uh, the highrisecode.com. Use code word DoobieTalk, and we're going to give you guys 30% off. Fucking 30%. That's a lot of... A lot of money off, but you only get it if you use the code Doobie Talk. Um, and then, do you want to uh, all I need or anything like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, follow him at High Rise Aaron. Oh, yeah. Personal Instagram, High Rise Aaron. High Rise Aaron. Mine's at Derek Fukuhara. We'll probably put the little. Yeah. There's like no build shit there. on mine. It's just all skateboarding so stuff. Skateboarding but, um, stuff. Like botanical exposure. I shoot like some photos, my weed photos and shit. I'll throw there on Instagram. Um, follow uh, All I Need on Instagram for all I need skate. Um, if you guys want to buy some fucking skateboards, like all I need has some really good wood. It's skating for like 20 years. Got that good wood. It's like some East Coast wood that they use like fucking toxic glue. So it has like extra pop. It's not no like China maple shit. Um, so you can go to allineedskate.com. You can use the code word Fuchs to get a discount on any skate shit over there. I have a board coming out all I need in the next couple weeks. It's already in production, so we'll have that up and fucking cool story, oh, bro. When we have that? Um, comes out April, so it's already in. The art's done, and it's going to production right now. Um, so it'll be an eight one. Anybody out there skates? They fucking knows your sizes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I guess uh, that. Yeah, fucking else? leave us a comment below if you want to ask any questions or have any feedback or whatever um yeah thanks for watching we'll see you on the next doobie talk later take a bomb grip for the the exit <laughs> <laughs>